is Steve. And this is Lisa. Uh, and you've tuned in to our podcast that we call I Married a History Teacher. Mm-hmm. Lisa, why do we call it that? Well, literally because I married a history teacher and also uh, figuratively because, nope, there's no figurative here, but I would say a little bit more context would be that you know a lot about history and I know very little about history, yet I am quite curious now. And you're more than happy to share your stories because you are no longer teaching history. And so it's more fun for you again to kind of do history in your downtime. That's, you know, beautiful. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly what's going on here. Um, So if I'm going to be talking history to Lisa, I might as well share with my friends and listeners as well. So, yeah, we haven't done this yet, but I did want to make two corrections real quick from our last episode. Yes, we had some pending ones. Yeah, and these ones were just so factually wrong, they have to be addressed. Okay. Uh, Thing number one, Mm. I stated that the 27th Amendment was, uh, it shortened the time between when someone is elected and when someone takes office. For the presidency. Yeah, and Mm. that's what I claimed it was. Um, That is incorrect. The 27th Amendment is actually, Congress actually agreed that if they raise their salaries, that that salary doesn't kick in until the next congressional term. Okay. Yes. Wait, can they can they ever qualify for that next congressional term, or is it only apply to the successors? No, no, they have to get reelected. They get reelected. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they could get it. Yeah, but keep in mind, in congressional terms, two years, and a, a House member, for example, has to get elected every damn two years. Yes, so. although as you taught me, even though houses every two and sense every six, it's actually um, easier to stay uh, stay for longer in the house than house, in, yeah, in the yeah. Senate, which yeah, is really get interesting. Your foot in the foot in the ground. And you yeah. said it's because they're really in touch with their um, with their constituents. Yeah, good, good. Okay. Nice memory. <laughs> anyways, and then yeah. the other big mistake that I said, as I said, like super emphatically, like we only have in the United States um, first past the post. Elections, and that's not entirely true, especially on the mm-hmm. local level. There yeah. are like multiple person elections and stuff like that. Um, so there, there was mistakes there. Yeah, well, um, it happens. Yeah, we never, we never promised to be that accurate. Right. We almost only. What, I don't know. I don't know. We promised much at all. <laughs> I think no. we set the bar pretty the, low. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is the beauty of it. Would look, all I am is a former history, <laughs> former high school history teacher, and I'm just uh, curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really want to get into it like right away tonight, just okay. because like it's an incredible story, and I want everyone to like enter, like lay back, and listen to the story mode. Okay. So I'm just gonna say it right now. Mm-hmm. I'm. Gonna, we're talking about my one of my favorite people in history to talk about, Ooh. which is. A Russian peasant named Rasputin. Gregory Rasputin. Oh, this is gonna be great. Yes, and just to be totally fair, I'm talking about he's my one of my favorite people in history. Not because he's a James Madison type who had this outrageous impact on history, but just because he's totally fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Grand scheme of things, probably not super important. Okay, that's totally fair. Right, and okay, so let's get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, Rasputin, yeah, peasant from a region of Russia called Siberia. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Lisa, for our listeners here, mm-hmm. explain what Siberia is. Um, I mean, I no promises, but I it's a large area in Russia that is 
very cold and frigid uh, and not particularly appealing to myself. Personally, to yourself. personally speaking. To yourself and most humans that want to survive. Uh, yeah, it's a large, um, almost uninhabitable, giant part of land in sort of like northern Russia. Mm. And this is where he's from. Okay. And like most people from this area, uh-huh. he was super poor. He was a peasant. Yeah. Peasants in Russia were like real poor. Um, and that's where he came from. Okay. So what you're about to hear is going to blow your freaking mind because of how far he climbs. Okay? Okay. A little foreshadowing that's not that subtle is what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, everyone likes a good non-subtle foreshadowing. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he, much of his early life is, is very little is known about it. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do know is that his life is going to take a turn when he is going to take a pilgrimage to a monastery, and mm-hmm. then he is going to turn sort of religious okay. in a weird sort of way, and we're going to get to a lot of details on that later. But he does sort of become religious in what Russians are, which is Eastern Orthodox. Okay. Okay. Um, but we, we can touch on that as well later. Um, okay. The other really noticeable thing about him at his early age is he has this sort of weird ability that uh, someone in our lives, I'm going to steal this phrase, from Claire, as in the person dating your brother, Claire. Wait, wait. As of now, engaged. Is that official? It is official. And actually, How have to... you not to... <laughs> We've been sitting here eating dinner and I've been making dinner. You didn't tell me you. My I told brother you it was about to happen. And then, no, wait, can I tell you? It's actually a tragedy. It's what a happened? great epic tragedy. She so, said no. No, no, she said yes. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Talking about my life. Their lives are great. <laughs> no. Um, so, yes. So, for our listeners who probably, uh, probably a couple who care about this story. So, I'll keep going. Um, yes. So, my brother flew to surprise his now fiance in Rwanda um, to propose. Um, and he was supposed to be doing it around 1 p.m. East Coast time. Um, and so I kind of, I was paying attention and I was like, oh, it's probably going to be a while until he actually calls and says how it went. Um, and so I kind of got wrapped up with work and then I was in the middle of work and I've been, I, my, you know, this about me, actually, my phone number was, I don't know. They gave it to me from someone else who had a lot of contacts that he didn't tell got a new number. And so I get all these random number phone calls, including international ones. So long story short, I'm sitting there and I'm getting a FaceTime from a random number. So I'm like, I'm not going to pick up a FaceTime from one of these dude's friends. Hang it up. Don't think anything of it. Until hours later, I'm like, man, I still haven't heard from them. And my mom texts and she's like, oh, did you hear? And like, we were on the phone talking. And then that's when I realized she's like, they FaceTime me. And I'm like, no. So I haven't talked to them, but they are, I have heard from another source that they, she said yes. And they're very happy. So I'll get more golf clap to bed and clear. <laughs> Yay! That was a big derailment. Sorry about that. It's all right. It's big news in our family, so it's okay. <laughs> okay. Right? But Claire, our uh, soon-to-be sister-in-law, is she going to be my sister-in-law too or just your sister Yeah, I always think about that. I think so, right? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. So I mean, Kelly's sister- my sister-in-law. That's how I think of her, so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Okay. So Claire, our sister-in-law, she has this phrase that like when she, she says people have this superpower of when you talk to them, they have this way of bending the universe around you and you like lose track of space and time, right? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So Rasputin had this ability to the nth degree. Okay. All right. And 
what he was particularly developing a uh, reputation for mm-hmm. was seducing women. Oh my goodness. And not just seducing women for regular sex, but rather large group sex. Oh boy. Keep in mind, this is a man of the, the church apparently, right? Right. Well, we haven't learned a lot about Eastern Orthodoxy, so we don't know what's kosher. Not, yes. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, there was a bunch of rumors, and that was, again, this is one of those things that's never been confirmed, that he was part of um, a sect called Klist, or Kleist, I'm not really sure how you pronounce it, but what they are into is like whipping themselves and then having orgies. It was like a sect of Eastern Orthodox. Oh, so it was technically within the bounds of his religion. Well, we don't know. We don't know if he ever actually joined Clists. This is just what he did. Okay, okay. Right? Now, a lot of this sort of the rest of his life is unknown. And Like eventually, we think around 1904, 1905, 1906-ish, mm-hmm. he makes his way to St. Petersburg, which is where the royal family lived at the time. Yes, okay. yes, this is what I know. Him, that he had some kind of association with the royalty. Yes, this is where it starts getting real good. It always does once you get involved with the crown, you know? Yeah, right. So much drama. Okay. Always. So he is going to closely align himself with the royal family. Mm-hmm. They're, the Roman, they're part of the Romanov dynasty. It's Nicholas II. Right? So it's Nicholas mm-hmm. Romanov II. Okay. It's his wife, Alexandra. It is their son, um, Alexei. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Alexei. I don't know. It's like a Russian. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call him Alexei. I feel like Alexei makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Alexei, and then there's also the other very famous Anastasia. Daughter, Anastasia, uh, right? It's a beauty. Um, I think, I'm not positive, this is one of those things I'm going to say with very little confidence, but I think there was another daughter that has just been like totally lost in time. That makes sense. I mean, it's hard to beat Anastasia. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah. But apparently, because it's Anastasia and another girl who are going to event first meet Rasputin and introduce him to literally the Tsar and the Tsarista. So, wow. So not only did Anastasia have like a whirlwind romance with Dimitri, she also played <laughs> a critical role in introducing Rasputin to the royal family. Absolutely. Wow. That's the real Anastasia. So, you, oh my God. Business idea. Okay. We make adult Disney movies that look at like more interesting storylines to adults, but still play on Disney themes. So we do Anastasia, but we do the Rasputin connection version <clears throat> great or we idea. could just make a podcast about it <laughs> sure i would also like to point something else yeah yeah that almost every single disney story is not original it's stolen it somewhere oh know. yeah I, th- I thought a lot of them were like german yeah so like how are we gonna like make adult versions of them it would like literally is like adult story that disney rips off and then we're gonna remake it an adult story you're getting too specific the point yeah, is yeah. is that the people would be interested. Sure. And where the money goes, you know, logistics will fall. Do you know what Shakespeare... God, I've come up some really shitty one-liners in these podcasts. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Wait, was Quick it? trivia. Yeah. The Lion King is based off of what Shakespeare play? Ooh. Um, I want to say some, the one with the M. Um, Macbeth? Uh, Macbeth, yeah. Yes, Shit, yeah. I thought it was Hamlet, and now you're messing with my brain. Oh, I don't mean to... Trouble you up there. Um, I... Let's move on. Okay, <laughs> okay. We'll have it to the list for corrections for next time. Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> all good. All right. So, um, Rasputin, who had already, you know, developed this reputation for being a healer and a holy man who gives really good advice, mm-hmm. makes his way and meets the royal family. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Here's a great trivia that I definitely know the answer to. Where does the word czar come from? It's a Russian word. It's basically the equivalent of king, right? But yeah. Where does czar come from? Uh, like the word derivative or? Yeah. Serena? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Caesar. Like from the Romans. They basically, like, they, it's a Russian version of the word Caesar. But huh. anyway. Moving so they forward. must have had some respect for him, right? Well, you know, once the Byzantine Empire moved out to Russia... Okay, never mind, sorry. <laughs> um, keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. So anyway, he already just has the ear of the Tsar and the Tsarista to like a little bit of a degree. Um, but what's going to happen to get him really in with the royal family is that Alexei, the son, has hemophilia. Hemophilia. You Some what kind you... of blood disease. Yeah, it's like once you, your blood doesn't clot properly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So once you start bleeding, it's very, very difficult to stop bleeding. Yeah, you have to be like a bubble boy. Yeah, sure, kind of. You can <laughs> stop Ideally, bleeding, yeah. it's just very difficult. Right, right, right. Yeah, And it's actually, don't think when you think of hemophilia, the problem being something external, like a scratch or a paper cut. Mm-hmm. Hemophilia is a big deal when you get internal bleeding. Huh. Because there's almost nothing you can do. Okay. Yikes. So, Rasputin, Mm -hmm. like, they start telling him when he gets his little nicks and his cuts. Yeah. And Alexei says, I will pray for him. Sorry. (laughs) Rasputin says, I will pray for Alexei. Mm -hmm. I will pray for him, blah, blah, blah. Wait, sorry. Quick timeout. I I just had an earlier question. Um, You'd mentioned that he had this big reputation for being, like, this medical healer. Was that all, again, due to his charisma and him... Yeah, I, and again, so much of this is unknown, and so right, much of I it forgot. is legend, and so much of it, like, who knows really what he has done. Okay. Like, we can't really speak But this, you're just saying this is the most common narrative. Yes. Okay, okay. Now, so he starts telling the Tsarista and the Tsar that he prays for him, so when he gets his nicks and his cuts and they put him in a room with doctors and stuff, he prays for them, and the way they see it is every time Rasputin prays for his hemophilia, he stops bleeding. So they think he's like this incredible man. You just, but and are you implying that what really was just happening is that he eventually stopped bleeding? Well, yes. People can stop bleeding when they have hemophilia. Again, yeah. I'm not a biologist. Oh, okay. But you're saying nothing crazy actually happened. It was just that they eventually stemmed the bleeding, and they attributed it to his prayers, whereas it's really that... It turns out hemophilia... Like everything, there's a scientific reason what the hell is going on. Um, But there are two big things that happened. He got a very bad bruise one time, and bruises are bad because that's internal bleeding, right? Um, They put Rasputin in a room with him for a couple hours. When they came out, he stopped bleeding. Bruise went away. Um, And then Rasputin also went back home to Siberia a lot. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and he had, like, Alexei had, like, a really bad carriage ride, and it bruised his inner thighs. So he was, had this horrible bruising, and they thought he was going to die. And when they thought he was going to die, they wrote a telegram to Rasputin being like, what the hell do we do? And Rasputin returned it from Siberia, sent them back a letter, and said, the gods have heard your prayers. Everything is going to be fine. All you have to do is don't let a single doctor near him tonight. Sent that back to him. They removed all of the doctors from his room. They didn't let a doctor near him for like 24 hours. And in 24 hours, he was like completely healed. What? Yes. (laughs) Now, a lot of like modern day doctors have like tried to figure out what was going on. 
Um, and apparently one of the things was like, if they were jostling him around or much too much, it made things worse. But if they just let him be and let him be, lay in bed and be still and rest, then that was like yeah. kind of the best thing for you. Huh. But of course they didn't know that. They thought that Rasputin performed a miracle from yeah. all the way in Siberia from St. Peter's. So maybe so. this guy is just like a good doctor and is also really smart at phrasing it, his advice in a way that it seems mystical. Yeah, sure. That's genius. Yeah. Genius. This guy's crazy. Yeah. My ancestors are... <laughs> what? <laughs> now, something very drastically different is going to happen. So, mm-hmm. Rasputin is going to be given, after this little quote-unquote miracle, is going to be given a spot, like, in, like, literally the Russian council, like, to make government decisions and to make government suggestions. It's like the, um... Shoot, what do they call it on Game of Thrones? Small council. No, but what do they call the little the peeps though? There's like a word for them. The hands. No, there's only one hand of the king. This is the small council. It is. Okay. 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 <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Are you trying to question? Are you like? I know. I don't like know Game what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, he basically becomes like various. You know, like this very sort of creepy exactly. around little dude. You know. Yeah. Um. But anyway, what's going to happen is. Lisa, what's going on in Europe between 1914 and 1918? World War One. Look at you. That was so quick. No hesitation. No hesitation. Um, so Nicholas is going to have to leave. He has to go to the front lines of the German-Russian front, okay, called the Eastern Front. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, he's on the line, and when he leaves, the Tsarista, Alexandra, takes <laughs> up the country. Yeah, she's like, and, what's up? Yeah, well... <laughs> No, Maybe not. not. A good <laughs> yeah. Damn it, lady, uh, give us better reps. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, well, to be fair, women can't czars rule. and kings were taught how to rule. They had counsel and stuff no, like that. Women were never trained for that stuff. Right. No. We're not. And also, you know what else was going on in Russia during the early twentieth century? I mean, I'm imagining some kind of famine or war or something horrible or cold or bad. Well, pretty much all of those things were going okay. on, right? But a very specific... I mean, it's Russia. It's almost always going on. All of those things you just named just, are always happening in Russia. Right. It's, oh, it's brutal. <laughs> now, yeah. this one is very important and very specific, though. Okay. Basically, in the middle of World War One, a revolution breaks out. Yeah. Communist revolution. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So Lenin and Stalin and people like that are leading the Red Army. Wow, is communism that recent in Russia? 1900? All communism is. <gasps> communist Manifesto was written in the late 1800s and then the first communist it country. It feels so old. It feels so old. Yeah. Okay, well, wow. I mean, for God's sakes, Lisa, the Cold War just ended in like 1991. No, I know, I know the fighting over it, but I just, um, I don't know. I, I, okay, sorry. I just didn't realize that. It's all good. We can do yeah. a communist episode. Let's we, do that. We can do all sorts of Soviet yeah. Union episodes. I think it's because I associate communism with Vietnam, and Vietnam has such a long, long history. Um, but, like, communism was recent there. Okay. Yep. So, all that is happening domestically. Mm-hmm. And Alexandra, she's like a mother, right? Yeah. And there's this guy who has this, totally gotten this influence over her because he can protect her son. Oh. So it's basically this freaking crazy peasant dude mm-hmm. who's a huge drinker, mm-hmm. self-proclaimed holy man having orgies with everyone, Oy. 
is like literally the number one advisor to who's essentially the ruler of Russia in the middle of not only World War One but a revolution happening. Wow. Yeah, it's a crazy wow. scenario. Like, can you imagine that conversation when the husband's leaving? You're like, really? You really, like, right now. This is it. This is, you're really doing this. This is happening. All right. See you later. Come over here, Rasputin. Yeah. Got some awful decisions to make. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And all of the sort of rich aristocrats that have, you know, from the, the fancy families and stuff, mm-hmm. they hate Rasputin, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. I mean, he's this, like, poor psychopath who you know, comes to town and, like, there's all these rumors about him having sex with all the women and there's all these rumors that he's extremely well endowed and Whoa. he has all the power. He's the one in the ear and everyone hates this dude. All right? Religious people hate him because here's what I love. Here's, here might be my favorite part about Rasputin. <laughs> Holy man. All right? He sort of uh, adopts this sort of religious belief that you have to sin to eventually make your way to God. So if you feel like staying drunk all the time, do it. If you feel like having sex with everyone, do it. Because that's sin, but sinning is being human and it's like part of like how you're gonna reach salvation. Wait, sorry, this was Rasputin. This is Rasputin. This is, that guy is a genius. Yeah. He is a genius. <laughs> that's what he's doing. He's twisting everything. Yeah, exactly. He wow. See, this is the problem with smart people. Mm-hmm. They get one bad inkling. Spiral. <laughs> right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so he's hated by all the noble people, and he's hated by all the religious people who are basically everyone else in power other than the royal family. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, but the women love him. The chicks love him. Okay. Apparently. Okay, so I was going to say, you also sound like yeah. he had a pretty big fan club, so. Yes. Just trying to well, sort this out. Yeah. Okay. Now, eventually. Mm-hmm. This man gets stabbed in the stomach several times. This man being Rasputin. Rasputin, yes. They arrest a woman who did it, actually, immediately. Hmm. Rasputin says, this is not this woman. This woman is a crazy person. She's not the person to blame for this. It is this other dude. Religious guy. Oh, he's like, oh, I... Blames him. Yeah. Never found any evidence that he had anything to do with it, ever. Uh. But the guy was so terrified of Rasputin calling him out that he just left Russia. He just dipped. He dipped out. He fled. Oh. And you can take that how you can. Maybe he dipped because he was guilty, or maybe he dipped because of he knew how powerful Rasputin was and was terrified of him. Huh. Um, now, shortly after he gets out of the hospital for getting stabbed a bunch of times in the stomach and surviving, mm-hmm. is the I'm going to get right to it now, the story of Rasputin and his death. Okay. Remember when I told you during the Napoleon episode that I do this bit where I say you don't mess with Russians? Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, right? So that was like, that's story one of don't mess with Russians. Mm-hmm. Story two is Rasputin and how they kill him. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Some nobleman invites him over to his house late at night. Of course, Rasputin's a late night guy, right? Yeah, I mean, there was, there's no world that that's not true. No. <laughs> no world. So he, he comes to this this. Russian nobleman's house at midnight, and it's them and several rich noblemen having a good old time. Yeah. They're eating cakes, they're drinking teas, they're drinking wine. Teas and cakes? Yeah. yeah, like teas, cakes, and wine, right? Yeah, having a good great, old time, great time, Russian style, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, the moment he walked in that door, 
That's good sound effects for what we're talking about, Liz. <laughs> they pour his cup with tea. They pour his cup with wine. They give him cakes. And every single thing that he consumes is laced with cyanide. <laughs> All right? So they oh, keep well, expecting him to fall over dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, do they? Do we know? Is it like common knowledge how quickly cyanide works? I mean... Yeah, it's know. extremely deadly. Yeah. I would guess that if there like was... Like Joffrey style? I, we yes. make so many Game of Thrones references in here. We really need to walk it. There's a thin line between history and Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, right. The more I learn, the more it blends together for me. <laughs> right? Um, okay. Wow. Okay, so he's eating a bunch of cyanide, just throwing mm-hmm. it back. And having a good old time. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like, oh, are you serious, bro? Apparently, again, this is all legend, but apparently he was good and drunk. Yeah. But the cyanide had no effect. Right, okay. Which is hysterical. Yeah, it's right. Like, yeah, <laughs> this drug, this one, I'll, yeah. I'll uh, I'm not it's afraid of It's like he's, so. he's such a mystic. He gets to choose which poison yeah, is he really is. He's just, he's like uh, the, like... Life is his Play-Doh. Sure, sure. <laughs> I like that. I like a speed Play-Doh master. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. eventually, after two and a half hours of them all hanging out with him consuming a bunch of cyanide, yeah, the dudes whose house it is gets fed up, and he, he like goes back into a room and he comes back with a pistol and shoots him in the stomach. And then he sort of passes out, like the blood and the whatever, and probably the cyanide and the alcohol. Yeah. And they all leave. They take his coat and his hat, and they put it on the biggest dude of the whole thing, and they have him, like, like very obviously walk back into Rasputin's house. So if there's any you uh, know, yeah, people, witnesses, yeah. all right? So then they go back to the house after dropping off fake Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Okay. They go into his house, the, the house where the party was at, basically. Uh-huh. They walk in there because they got to dispose of the body. And he wakes up and starts fighting them when he'd been passed out with a bullet in his stomach for like an hour. Okay? Ah. So then he gets out of the room and there's other dudes outside. All right? Those dudes shoot him three times in the back. And then he keeps running. Eventually... He falls into the river in St. Petersburg. I'm not really sure. <laughs> did I just say St. Petersburg? Yes, you did. Damn, and it's dude. documented. Oh. You guys, this happens to me all the time. And no, I'm always well, alone. Not penis, <laughs> I'm like, just <laughs> other random words. Well, I don't know. They do. You do kind of the genital thing in particular. is just so okay, funny. But there's a reason why I said penis. And I'm getting <laughs> to it in a second. All right. Okay. I, Fine. But out. I'm just so glad that I have witnesses. Guys, this happens all the time. And I'm just like, why can't anyone else hear this? Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. So, Penisburg. Yeah. So, eventually, after being pumped full of cyanide and yeah. shot a bunch of times, yeah. they are going to find him dead in the river. Oof. Okay. okay. So, he died. is finally going to die after all of that. Oh, wow. It just took a whole bunch to kill him. Yeah. All right. Legend has it, which is what I was getting to when I accidentally said St. Penisburg, (laughs) is that they severed his penis, okay? They put it in a jar. Are you done? Or I'm done with the story. Sorry, no, I'm laughing at both things, not just you. Okay. Yeah. They put it in like a jar and, you know, 
put it in what is it formaldehyde what is that Ugh, stuff that i they guess so stuff I, yeah that's it Ugh. and like something like six different people around the world claim they have rasputin's penis in a jar and like most oh, biologists are like that's like a horse stall <gasps> that's not an actual human <gasps> penis um <laughs> Yeah, again, this is all, there's so much myth and crap to this. It's probably just a bunch of guys who's like, I bet I can convince everyone that I have Rasputin's dong in a jar. But so, like, but that must have been a myth, and then six guys just decided to do it. Well, right. Or maybe there was one, and then five copied. Oh, man, Rasputin, mm-hmm. you crazy life, dog. right? Crazy life and death. Crazy life and death, true. That's a better way of putting it. Now, have to wrap up the story though. Okay. Right, because he died in 1917, which is the same year mm-hmm. that Russia pulled out of World War One. Okay. They pulled out of World War One because they lost the revolution to the communists. Yeah. So, like two days before Rasputin dies, mm-hmm. he tells Nicholas the mm-hmm. Second to get out of get out of Russia. You're going to be executed. Your family's going to be murdered. You have to leave. A couple days after Rasputin dies, I shouldn't say a couple days. I don't know what the time frame is. It could uh-huh. be a couple months. Okay. That's exactly what happens. They're captured, or sorry, the czar is captured by the communist. He's executed. The family tries to escape Russia, the rest of them, uh-huh. and they're all murdered or found dead. Oh. Right? And the one thing, the whole mystery in itself, is that they like apparently never found Anastasia's body, oh. right? Anastasia, they don't know, they can't confirm is dead for whatever reason. And there is also, I believe, it's like three different women who live in the United States who are Russian, who are all claiming that they are Anastasia. Are they like the right age? Okay. They're all the right age. How old would they have to be at they're this point? They're all Russian. Sorry, I shouldn't say they're alive right now. I watched a video on this, what is probably now about 12 years ago, maybe. Okay. Um, but there are these old Russian women. Uh-huh. And the fascinating part is, is I don't believe any of the three of them are, are Anastasia, but I do believe that all three of them think they're Anastasia. You know Based I mean? on the, watching this video. Yes, they're all so good like emotional and they give these details about what it was like being a royal being in the royal family and wow that must be trippy watching all those back to back yeah wow well they they blend it all together you know this video it's really cool i wish huh. i remember the name of it next um, time next time <laughs> and we can talk about that romanov family because that was like literally huge moment mm-hmm. dynasty this romanov dynasty in russia czars collapse and you two, the first communist state the world has ever seen. And to a certain extent, this poor peasant from Siberia played a role in that collapse. Wow. That's crazy. It's a wild story, Lee. Wow. Wow. I, I have to say I'm a little speechless. Good. Let's hope our listeners are, too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I hope that a lot of that was new information for our listeners. Rasputin is a frequent told story. He's in a lot of like movies and stuff. There's a beer that's delicious. It's a Russian imperial stout called Rasputin. <laughs> it is tasty. I tried to find one today. Oh. But 
I don't want to shock you. It's hard <laughs> to find rare, expensive beer in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. Which is probably great. I didn't need that beer. You know, it's fine. That's true. It's probably good to keep us away from those places. We are right. super bad. Super I'm sure bad. you can get one if I went to the Total Wine in Towson or something like I that. I love Total Wine. I Total would like. Wine. I would live on top of one if I could. It's epic. It's so good. Everything you want. And that's any state you're in. Total Wine is epic. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of, there's, if, if you're really intrigued by Rasputin, there's a lot of things you can go watch about him and Anastasia and the Romanov family. It's fascinating, fascinating stuff. Okay. And then it's followed by the rule of Vladimir Lenin, and it's followed by the rule of Joseph Stalin. So it's like a really fascinating first 50 years of, the, of Russia slash Soviet wow. Union in the 20th century. Oh, that's so interesting. I mean, yeah. the life of... My ooh, great, yeah, great grandmother would have been just nuts because she like came over to America at a time where she would have experienced at least two of those things you just mentioned, and then, you know, living in America during World War Two. Let's both be very happy that your grandmother did make it over here. Yeah, no. <laughs> because very another cool. thing that we can talk about another time. Mm. Hitler wasn't the only person killing Jews in their country. No, Stalin was doing the same thing. I know. It's Russia. amazing how people don't realize how murderous Stalin was. Much, I mean, just I think tripling Hitler's numbers yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it, just disgusting. Estimated yeah. eight million people by Hitler, twenty-four million by Stalin, and a lot of them were also Jew. Yeah. Um, just awful. But again. This has nothing to do with Rasputin. Tonight was supposed to be fun story time. Yes. We probably shouldn't get into genocide and stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. We should definitely stop it here. That was yeah. a that was a great story. Rasputin. Oh, he's giving me the the creeps, man. Yeah. Um, I will probably post one to our Twitter page. I'm using. By the way, if you're listening to us and you don't follow our Twitter page, um, just real quick shout out. It's at Lincoln Blog Cabin, as in like you know Lincoln Log Cabin, except it's blog. And there's no I in cabin because I ran out of characters. <laughs> but yeah, check it out if you want. I'll put some pictures of um, Rasputin up there. He is a, a hairy, creepy-looking man. Ooh. And I think we should sign off on hairy, creepy-looking man. <laughs> yeah, leave him with a real nice image. <laughs> uh, good night. My name is uh, Steve, and I was a history teacher. And my name is Lisa, and I married him.